Transforming the Life of a Franciscan, Part One, Chapter Nine, Page Forty Nine. Work. Drawing again from our Franciscan tradition, we turn to Bonaventure, and to our Third Order principles. Francis encourages useful work and calls the idle, brother fly. He taught the brothers to flee with all their might from idleness, the cesspool of all evil thoughts, and he demonstrated to them by his own example that they should master their rebellious and lazy flesh by constant discipline and useful work. Therefore, he used to call his body brother ass, for he felt it should be subjected to heavy labor, beaten frequently with whips, and fed the poorest food. If he saw someone idle and vagrant, wanting to eat the labors of others, he thought he should be called brother fly, because he did nothing good himself. But poisoned the good done by others, and so rendered himself useless and obnoxious to all. On account of this, he once said, "I want my brothers to work and be kept busy, so that, given to idleness, they stray into what is forbidden with heart and tongue." Bonaventure, page five sixty-four. At his death. Francis urges the brothers to discern their own call. When he had been brought to the Porto Uncola, he showed by the example of truth that he had nothing in common with the world. In that grave illness that ended all suffering, he threw himself in fervor of spirit, totally naked, on the naked ground. So that in that final hour, when the enemy could still rage, he might wrestle naked with the naked, lying like this on the ground, stripped of his sackcloth garment, he lifted up his face to heaven in his accustomed way, and wholly intent upon that glory, he covered with his left hand the wound in his right side, so that. No one could see it, and he said to his brothers, "I have done what is mine. May Christ reveal yours." Bonaventure, page six forty-two. Jesus took on himself the form of a servant. He came not to be served, but to serve. He went about doing good, healing the sick. Preaching good news to the poor and binding up the brokenhearted. Tertiaries endeavor to serve others in active work. We try to find expression for each of the three aims of the order in our lives, and whenever possible, actively help others engage in similar work. The chief form of service that we have to offer is to reflect the love of Christ. Who, in his beauty and power, is the inspiration and joy of our lives? The principles, day nineteen and twenty. How did Francis work? Before Francis's conversion, he worked in his father's fabric shop.
He was an excellent salesman, courtly and charismatic, always dressed in the best fabrics and the latest fashion, a living showcase for the merchandise he had to sell. He had a reputation for style that everyone who was anyone wanted to emulate. He knew what was good. He knew what was going to be hot next season. He knew how to sell the product. He did this in part by outrageous behavior, a terrific PR job accomplished largely by his lifestyle. Francis knew the big rag business better than he knew himself, helping in no little way to make his father the most successful and prosperous businessman in Assisi. When Francis responded to the Lord's call, he carried these same qualities over to selling the gospel message. He did it so well that millions of people are still enthusiastically buying his particular brand of gospel living, more than 800 years after the fact. As in his previous employment, his outrageous behavior and his holy manner of working and of living his vocation, got the word around. His enthusiasm and his salesmanship still speak to us today. Francis applied who he was and what his skills and gifts were to his Heavenly Father's business with even greater enthusiasm than he had given to his earthly fathers. Francis asked the Lord, What would you have me do? and he followed the instruction literally, even beyond the letter. He studied the Gospels until he knew them by heart. He prayed without ceasing. He listened. He made sure he verified what he heard by having others he trusted pray for guidance and tell him what they perceived. He held nothing back, but perhaps the most important thing he put into his work was himself, with all his strength and all his vulnerability, all his personal skills of showmanship and salesmanship, all his life experience. He did not become someone else's idea of what a religious should be. He simply became more and more himself. It was Francis's gift of himself that made the difference. How can you work in the way of Francis? Those in formation find it difficult to know what to do for their rule of life. This category includes one's own daily work as well as outreach ministries or missions. The rule may include both what you intend to do and how you intend to do it. Sometimes we feel called to do some specific thing and sometimes not. Sometimes we are already engaged in ministries of which we are not even aware. Those are often the best kind. If you want to choose something special to do, follow Francis' example. Make your work an integral part of your prayer and worship life. First, ask God to show you what you should do. That is not as complicated as it may sound. The secret of discernment is to get yourself out of the way. Do not think about it 
or strain to visualize something, but let it be revealed naturally in the course of your everyday living. In all likelihood, it will be something for which your life experience and training have prepared you. You can be sure that whatever it is, it will call on you to use your own particular individual gifts and skills, just as Francis's work for his father prepared him for what he was to be in his greatest work. Give some thought to what those are. Where has your life experience been leading you? What have you lived through that has helped prepare you to reach out to others in some special way? Second, prepare yourself for the work of service. Learn as much as you can about how to live fully in your work as a Christian servant, responding to God's call for the benefit of others. Read, meditate, pray. Take classes and workshops. Be in conversation with others seeking to live out the gospel in their work. Be knowledgeable and wise. Whether you feel called to work with the homeless or as a pharmacist, with people as a spiritual director or alone as a writer, with ordinary people in the workplace or alone as a contemplative praying for others. Whatever work calls you, apply the first two ways of service, prayer and study, to grasp all you can about it. Though life experience counts, it takes as much prayer, study, and preparation to do charitable work as it does to do paid secular work, and even more so to do secular work charitably. Third, bring yourself to the work, as Francis did, with discernment and courage. Start with yourself. Who are you? What are your gifts? How can you take these into special ministry? The very best ministries are those in which you can freely give of yourself to another. Some unexpected things can be wonderful ministries. Alice is a bank executive. She treats her employees fairly and helps them feel empowered as part of a team in their work together, serving the financial needs of their customers. Fred works at a convenience store. He looks each customer in the eye, greets them pleasantly, helps them find what they're looking for, and sends an arrow prayer for each one as they leave the store. Jim is a stay-at-home dad. His work is showing Christ-like love to his children and teaching them to love others in their turn. Sheila, who is a medical, who has a medical disability, is at home most of the time. She spends several hours a day in prayer, interceding for the needs of the world, the church, and members of the third order. She randomly sends email to individuals in the TSSF directory, letting them know she prayed for them that day and inviting them to share with her any particular prayer needs. 
There are those times when we have done an act of ministry of which we are totally unaware, unless some word or note startles us into realizing we have helped another. Often the little things are our daily work, the extra touch, our much-needed hug, being nice to the harried clerk who has kept us waiting for ten minutes, smiling at a stranger, giving a mother with cranky children our place in line, even if we are running late. The small moments of kindness are the most difficult, and yet are a significant way to reach out to a fellow human. Our work is the stuff of our life. It is not a separate part of the day, but occupies all of the day's waking time. Humility, love, and joy are all God-given graces, the principles, day 30. We do not earn these through our work. They are given to us in grace. Our work as God's servants expresses humility, love, and joy. And now for the reflection questions. Number one, what have people said to you about your strengths and weaknesses? Number two, whether your work is paid employment or unpaid ministry, how do you reflect your Franciscan values in the work setting? Thank you.